The views expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. everyone and welcome to the take 12 recovery radio show i am your host the monty man this week from the best of take 12 recovery radio with former co-host tony J and my sponsor bruce h the topic nasty meetings part one and part two just don't week's topic is nasty meetings nasty, nasty meetings <laughs> and we're not talking about nasty as in you know picking your nose yeah like that but we're just <laughs> like, bad bad meetings uh, here's the subtitle how bad behavior undermines recovery support meetings mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. bad behavior can it, every day we are not a reservoir of mental wellness well, and it's funny because people are always like, you know, why are these kind of people in the rooms? I'm like, well, not everybody's going to be like the greatest the person. Yeah, yeah, we didn't show up, but, you know. We're always going to have that little bit of, mm. Yeah, we're, we have people that aren't the most polite in the world. No. We have people who have re- been raised with little or no basic life skills. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, a young lady who, if she doesn't get what she wants... In anything in life, she gets very, very upset. Oh, Lord. But she was raised like that. Yeah, I know. She doesn't know any different. Mm -hmm. It's really not her fault. I'm going to have to plead the fifth on that one because I can't really. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that, but I know a a specific person, but uh, yeah. That that could be like that. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of times it's, it's really not. It's not on them. No, it's not. It's just part of their upbringing. upbringing. You know, uh, we are living in a. In a world today that is uh, appears to be very entitled in so many ways, uh, and it's not just young people. I, I thought it was just like a, no. you know the the met, what do you call it? What is it? The millennials, we're calling them now. I think it's more the mentalities. It's it's even amongst older folks. No, I know exactly. Uh, it's just the weirdest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But but any who's it? <laughs> uh, how bad behavior undermines recovery support meetings uh the title of the show nasty meetings nasty meetings so uh we'll be right back and the topic nasty meetings don't go away <laughs> 
Uh-oh, I heard a rumor that you're thinking about jumping the social media ship because you're tired of all the character assassination and the fussing and fighting and such. Well, if you're serious about that, but you don't want to lose your connection with our programming, no problem. Simply visit us at Take12Radio.com and subscribe on any of the major podcasting platforms listed there. And if you want to download our shows for free, click on the Podomatic app. There's no reason to lose your connection with the best in recovery talk and positive music at Take12Radio.com. Yes, do you have a Godzilla in your 12-step meeting or maybe <laughs> maybe several of them? Uh, it is possible. Oh, no, they say he's got to go. Godzilla. There's a couple of them. Um, yeah, I think everybody's got a Godzilla in their 12-step mm-hmm. meeting. Um, the interesting thing about Godzilla, if you really follow the, um, the story of Godzilla, at least the old uh, Japanese uh, TV series – Godzilla really wasn't all that bad. No, Godzilla, he was just a mean He was just monster. misguided. <laughs> you know, in fact, when push came to shove, when Mothra and some of these other creatures would attack Japan, uh-huh. Godzilla would defend Japan. Now, now, why Godzilla in Japan? I never got that. It was a Japanese creation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I like believe. The big ape in the sky building or whatever. I don't know what it's called. That's, uh, that's King Kong. King Kong. Okay. Yeah. Get your sci-fi straight, woman. <laughs> I don't know sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. That's when I giggled when uh, I don't know something. But I don't know. Maybe we'll do Godzilla trivia one day. I, somebody <laughs> somebody can write me and tell me the true origins of that. I, I kind of suspect Godzilla in the beginning was really horrible, and then he kind of softened and became friends with Tokyo or something like that. I don't know. But he was definitely misguided. It wasn't his fault that his tail was so long that it wiped out, you know, um, uh, fuel tanks and skyscrapers and things like that. See, and I didn't get that moved. either. Now, where did he – the? because what kind of animal is he? Is he like a dinosaur? He's a dinosaur. So where did the fire come from? Because that's a dragon. So is he Out like his, a dragon sword? It's Godzilla. Oh. <laughs> Godzilla has that right. He's Godzilla. 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 <laughs> oh, boy. Um. All right. So, uh, okay. Nasty meetings. Mm-hmm. Nasty meetings. Nasty meetings. <laughs> um, one of the things that I that I noticed when I first started attending twelve step support meetings, um, the very first meeting I attended, it was very welcoming. Uh, it was filled with people over the age of a hundred. There was oh, probably geez. twenty of them in there. It was a little <laughs> tiny room in Stockton, California. Oh, that's it, right. You started in California. Yeah, and it was it was just. The smoke, you could cut it with a knife. And it had a window at the very end. It was a very narrow room. Oh, wow. And it had a window at the end with a fan in it, but it was overgrown by blackberry bushes, which actually came oh in through God. the window. Shut up. It was – and Stockton in the summertime is very hot. That's what I've heard, yeah. San Joaquin Valley. And and so you take the heat, you know, about 98 degrees to 101, uh-huh. and you fill it with cigar and cigarette smoke. Ooh. You know, I hate the small cigar uh, smoke. Was Cigarette and, smoke's bad. And even when I smoked, I didn't like being in a smoke-filled Mm-mm. room. But I walked into this meeting, and this guy who must have been, you know, 100 at least, I, the guy was really, really old. <laughs> um, he said, 
come on in, young fella. And and I sat down right next to him, and he put his hand on my hand, Uh and he goes, are you an alcoholic? I said, I don't know what I am. (laughs) And he said, you're in the right place. That's sweet. You know, and and every time I came in there, he always, you know, welcomed me. Mm. Um, That was – and then I went back to that meeting for this reason. The second meeting I went to Mm – was horrible. I, oh, I walked in the door. It was on the other side of town. Uh-huh. I had a shirt with a Christian fish on it. Mm-hmm. Actually, it didn't say Christ or, or Ichthus or anything on like it. It was logo. just it was just the fish. Uh-huh. And the first thing come out of some guy's mouth, right? This was after the meeting started. This guy, he wasn't the chairperson, he just looks at me and he goes, we don't allow Jesus freaks in here. Are you serious? Seriously. <gasps> seriously. And so um, I thought – Rude. This was an AA meeting. Yeah. And I thought, okay, okay. And so what I really felt like God was telling me was, okay, you've seen both sides of it now. Uh-huh. So understand sometimes you're going to get this mm-hmm. and understand that other times you're going to get what you got yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to the first meeting. Yeah. And that's where I stayed until I moved out of Stockton. Mm-hmm. Um and those guys, those old codgers, uh, some of them were pretty rough around the edges. Uh, none of them were rude. None of them were unkind. None of, you never heard things yeah. like, like, shut up, sit down, you have yeah, nothing to that, say. Oh. You never heard that. Um, these guys spoke right from the big book. Mm-hmm. And they were compassionate. They were firm. Yeah, firm. But they were compassionate. Yeah. They weren't harsh. Exactly. And um, that's where my journey in that, in that began. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really good. However, that is not always the case for everybody. No. So before we start this, I just want to say, yes, Tony and I understand that we're not a reservoir of mental wellness. (laughs) We just aren't. Exactly. So you can expect untreated mental illness, Mm -hmm. untreated behavioral issues, untreated unkindness to be anything but that. But that. Because it's untreated. Because they're still a sick person. Right. Exactly. Having said that. Is there meeting etiquette? Is there a proper way to behave in a meeting if you know better? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, so here's a list of some most common things that go on in some circles. Uh, number one, the use of foul or profane language during a meeting with or without children. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, we're we're not all there. That's why we're here, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. And we may come out of a background where That's mom and dad mm-hmm. and grandpa and all my friends use the F word every other time they turned around and that's what we do. Yes. You know, I shouldn't be shamed for that. No. But at some point, at some point, if I actually am applying and implementing this step process. You have to take responsibility for it. You know, at some point, I think what comes out of our mouth starts to change. Yes. That you is know. so true. That is so very true. However, this is probably one of the least of my concerns mm-hmm. because I understand where people are coming from. Yeah, and I'm no queen, you know. When especially when I get to rambling about something that's like I'm really either upset or mad, I I can flip a word out. But now when I catch myself, it I, it's easier for me. Yeah, and I I start apologizing now. Right, and I'm like I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that, and then I move on. Yeah, it's because you're changing. Your heart's changing. Exactly. You know, but we got to give people some slack here. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let the f bomb chase you out of the meeting, folks. No. For those of you who who that is really offensive to you, um, please don't, because mm-hmm. it's very offensive to me. I, I don't do well with profanity. Yes. 
But I've had to learn to be thick-skinned and tender-hearted when it comes to that. For others. Yeah. Exactly. So, so you know, because some people like, so that's kind of my least Concern. concerns here. Yep. Um, number two, telling the newcomer to shut up, sit down, take the cotton out of their ears and shove it in their mouth. Somebody please show me in the literature uh, in any of the fellowships where that is suggested we do that. I'm a little offended by that one. Yeah, it is offensive. Because that's what they're there for. Is I, I mean, I know my first few meetings, that's all I did was sit in the back and listen. But yeah, it's like, don't tell me to shut up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What 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 I usually hear is, mm-hmm. is, is some crotchety old timers that are pseudo old timers. They're, yeah. they're just kind of, they, they're not really truly old timers. They're more like bleeding beacons. Exactly. And they will say, well, when I came into the rooms, they yeah. told me to shut up and sit down. And so I'm like, true. I hear more of that than I do people actually telling, telling people to do that. To shut up. I know. And I'm like, really? Are you just trying to bring attention to yourself? Did somebody really tell you that? You know, and I know what you're saying because there are, like, even at my meetings, there's the old school, like, I'm right here. And then there's, like, Put your mic the younger. Towards you a little bit more. Sorry. The younger yeah. age group where it's, like, sometimes they clash. <laughs> well, and isn't it interesting that what people will repeat? Mm-hmm. They'll pair it with somebody said, and they didn't really experience it at all. No, they didn't. Oh, I came in the room. Really? <laughs> you just heard are that. You, you telling didn't the do truth? It. Exactly. <laughs> But we like to bring attention to ourselves. I love attention. Um, but when we tell when we tell a newcomer that if we are doing that, we're just alienating them. Well, yeah. Especially, and I have heard uh, in a local meeting here in town. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're new, you really have nothing to say. <gasps> well, wait a minute. Didn't we just say that the newcomer was the most important person in the meeting? Exactly. And now we're telling them they have nothing to say. That anything they say is invalid, unimportant. And worthless. That that's, that's basically very what we're saying. Yeah. Very contradicting. Oh my goodness. Um, I think we need to be a little bit more careful. Number three: interrupting the person sharing in order to correct what you don't agree with. Ooh, that pisses me off. Oh, I hate <laughs> that. And when it happens, I'm like, mm. Tony will be working a first I, step around that. <laughs> first step. I do. I, I think I actually interrupted. Not well. I interrupted the person who interrupted, and I'm like, <laughs> shut up. And I did. I did do that. Were but, you chairing? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. See, and I, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, they used to, at least around here, uh, about once or twice a year, they'd have workshops oh. on how to chair meetings. They would have sponsorship workshops. They would have service workshops, things oh, that like that. And they've kind of faded away. Uh, I've never heard of any. Um but there is a right way to chair a meeting, and mm-hmm. there's an, an appropriate way to chair oh, a yeah. meeting. Oh, yeah, and I've seen both sides of that spectrum. And if you're the chair – one reason why they want you to have some time mm-hmm. isn't – not just sober time. Yeah. It's time being in the meetings. So you kind of kind of understand how the process works. And your head's a lot clearer by then too, and you can understand what's actually going on just like what you said. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's really beneficial when a sponsor – who has chaired meetings, mm-hmm. has that experience, sits down with a sponsee and kind of guides them through it the first few times, sits next to them while the sponsee is actually chairing the meeting. Actually, my sponsor, did. she didn't sit next to me, but she encouraged me after she was chairing right. the same meeting. She's like, you know, the Monday's coming open. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's a way to serve and it's important. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it takes – it takes some uh, uh, learning, and the only way you learn is to do it. 
to learn how to reel the group back in if they're getting off topic. Yes. To learn, I mean, and some people are afraid to do this, but it's important that you're able to say, um, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, that is an That's outside issue. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm, not everything's an outside issue. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I think a lot of things are more of an inside issue than what we want to talk about. And I always follow that up by saying, yeah, politely, you, you can discuss that. After the meeting on yeah. your own time. So somebody start, is talking about their opinion between Trump and Clinton, <laughs> uh, I, and I'm chairing a meeting. Yeah. I'm gonna tr- I want to reel them back. You know, excuse me, I really appreciate your, your political mm-hmm. view. I said, but uh, let's try to keep this on topic uh, if we can. Exactly. Um, there's a way to say it that's gracious without, mm-hmm. you know, putting the person down. Exactly. We don't have to say, what's wrong with you, you moron? You need to shut up. You, you know, but, but I hear people do things <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, no, they do. Then it's sick. So interrupting a person sharing in order to correct what you don't agree with, I that is just... Uh, Rude. Ugh. Rude. That undermines the meeting. It does. It does. Uh, number four, taking the meeting hostage by the chairperson or anyone else. Um, <laughs> I know a person like that. Some people will chair a meeting forever. Oh, yeah. They're the same person the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's like a career politician. Yeah. It's not really being of service. Well, no, I had to do that once. And let me let me kind of – well, my own experience is it was the summer my grandmother passed. Everybody went on vacation that one month where I needed – but I think – well, I'm, I'm not talking about like a month oh, of sharing. Okay. I'm talking about year after year oh, after okay. year. Well, anyways, it kind of helped me get through that. Part. Yeah, okay. sure, sure. And that's yeah. one reason that you do it is – Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, 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 no. I no. just broke rule three. No, that's <laughs> – no, it's okay. But I'm talking about this this, this where like they forever. think they're in charge mm-hmm. kind of thing and they yeah. take the meeting hostage. They're always picking on – they're always choosing the same people to share. They they intentionally do mm-hmm. not choose certain people because they don't like the way they what talk. they said, yeah. Yeah, I experienced that. There was what I called the witches of of, of Eastwick. <laughs> there were three women that used to go, or when I went to this one group of people, that always sat up in front, almost every meeting. All three of them, right smack dab in the middle. Oh Lord! And n- never there were certain people they would never call on ever ever. Oh, and ever. all three of them were chairing the meeting. No, but they would take turns chairing oh, the meeting, okay, and okay. they would make sure that you know they would, particularly this one gal. Okay. And uh, she made absolutely sure – she never going to call me because she knew that I was a Christian. Yeah. And and I never bashed anybody with Jesus mm-hmm. or Bible thumped anybody. And she just had it out for me. And and she was not going to call on me. She did not like me. In fact, she told me one time <gasps> as much. Oh, Lord. And that's fine. You don't have to like me. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't take the meeting hostage and yeah. you know just pick on the people that you want to pick on mm-hmm. and choose. Um, and then there's people that aren't the chairperson that can take the meeting hostage, <laughs> right? Yes. Ever experienced that? Oh, God. <laughs> I love my group, but they will all just, yeah, I have one. I have one. What do they do? Give um, us an example. And I actually, I love this person to death. Sweet, sweet person. I won't say the gender or his yeah. name or, anything, or her name, his or her name. Um, he, uh, uh, she, she, or he, I can't stop. <laughs> okay, screw it. I think it's you he. let that one out of the bag. <laughs> but, um, he, uh, he, uh, behind his message, there's, or what he says is a very good message, but, um, he could shrink it down <laughs> a lot. Are you talking about that guy? I think so. 
we'll have this discussion. Okay. After the show. <laughs> I love the guy to death. He's amazing. Yeah. Love him, but yeah. Was he just go on and on and on yeah, and on? And on. You, you, like me babbling. I can babble like, but he just like, this is how it should be. And this is how it worked for me. And this is how you need to do it. Yeah. If you read between the lines, I see what he's trying to say. Right. But yeah, I do know what you're talking about. 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh, Lord. Yeah. And I tried cutting him off once, and I never made that mistake again when I shared. I'm like, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, and when you're the chairperson, when the time's up, the time's up. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly okay to say, you know, you know, thank you. We need to move on. Oh, uh, yeah, no. But it was one of those things where I had to pick and choose my battles with him. Sure. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> and that particular gentleman, uh, along with uh, – so I just said it, too. Is it <laughs> that particular gentleman, along with, with a lot of people um, – because of the manner in which they share, mm-hmm. what they may be saying could be very valuable, but we lose we lose it. We 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 don't we miss it. Yeah, because it's covered up with all this junk, junk, you and know, swear words and very aggressive and hardcore. And in, in this case, this is somebody that suffers from some mental illness. Yes, he you does. know, and 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 so we have to give him slack. But the newcomer doesn't know that. So. No. So you know it's it's it, it can be tricky. Mm-hmm. It, it can be tricky. Uh, love and tolerance does not mean we allow anything and everything to go on in the meeting. No bullying. No, no bullying. Um, number five: getting up and walking around during someone's share for coffee or otherwise. Yeah, that's just rude. Rude. Come on. Okay, I, I I've done that a couple times, but then I watched I've been guilty of it. it. Yeah, no, I, I'm no queen. I've been guilty of it. Um. So what I, this is what I started doing. Uh, there was a time when I really couldn't afford to put a dollar in the basket. Mm-hmm. And so I started bringing my coffee in a thermos. Oh. And so I didn't want to take the group's coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, I had plenty of coffee at home. Yeah. But I just didn't have a buck. Yeah. Because I was going to meetings every day at mm-hmm. this time in my life. And I just didn't feel it was right. So I, I, I brought a thermos, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't have to get up. Mm-hmm. You know, I made sure that I had my potty break before the meeting, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) But getting around, walking around in the meeting. And especially a speaker meeting at that. Yeah. It's just disruptive. Yeah. You know, now if you absolutely have to, you absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. And there are those instances where you have to. Yeah. There are exceptions to that. Um, Let's see here. Um, Talking to your neighbor during a share. Or Facebooking. Yeah, so that's included in this. Yeah. Let's talk about cell phones in meetings or, mm-hmm. or smart devices in meetings. Um, there are people that will text each other during a meeting. Yes, yes. Talking about how much they disapprove like the of the person exactly. who's sharing. Come on. Exactly. And that's just like talking to your neighbor, but you know you're doing it because then right. you look at the person after you do it. Right. There's nothing more discouraging than if you're sharing. You're already nervous mm-hmm. uh, and you're sharing – and you look around, and people got their heads buried in their smart in their devices. Uh-huh. <laughs> or I have one person who brings a, a, a device to play games on sometimes. Yeah, then, then, then go there? play games <laughs> out in the parking lot. I love something. this person, so please don't take offense, but it is a tad distracting. <laughs> oh, it's it's not it's not appropriate. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about how we approach these things here in a minute. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I, I also I noticed that a lot of talking to your neighbor goes on during the uh, the preliminary stuff, during the, the readings in the beginning. Yeah, because we we we've listened to them over so and over times. and over yeah. again. That our tendency is to take that time to talk to our neighbor, 
about something because it's become kind of old hat. Kind of like previews in a movie for the right. new people or yeah. uh, the normies, as we call it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, I've done that. A couple I've of done it too. And I've had to check myself and say, that's not, that's not appropriate. But I, I never actually understood how inappropriate that was. So you said something. I'm like, yeah, I guess that is kind of rude. Right. Because yeah. particularly for the newcomer who's trying to listen, mm-hmm. you know, we're chatting about, you know, what time are we going out to lunch and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Or, um, I never even thought of See, I learned something new today. There we go. You know, leaning leaning over and, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not nice. No. Um, here's one. I haven't heard this in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to. Telling people they can't mention the name of their higher power while sharing. What? Yeah. So somebody says, my higher power is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the middle, of the, right in the middle of their share, excuse me, we don't do that here. This isn't a religious program. This is a spiritual one. The only requirement is is desire to stop drinking, which I have no idea what that has anything to do with somebody sharing who their higher power is. Well, no. Now, if somebody said, in order to be be coming here, you have to believe in Jesus Christ, then I would say, yeah, the only requirement for membership, that would apply. But I don't know why people bring that tradition up when somebody's just sharing their experience. Yeah, And I'm the first one, and I'm a born-again, Bible-thumping, big-book-thumping, believing, conservative Christian. Yeah. However, if somebody in a meeting happens to mention that grandfather Mm -hmm. is their higher power, because they're Native American or whatever, and somebody interrupts them and and shuts them down, I will be the first one to stand up and defend that person. This is America. Exactly. You don't do that. No. Um, But there are people that do that. You know, well, then, yeah, and then it, uh, it, I don't, I don't get that. They do it specific. They do it a lot with people that mention Jesus. You don't hear about it when people mention Buddha or or, uh, or Allah any, or yeah. any that. You know, but when they somebody mentions Jesus, people get all their feathers get all ruffled. And, and there's a, I think there's a spiritual explanation for that. I'm not going to go into today. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just inappropriate. You, you don't rude. shut somebody down when they're. If you got a problem with somebody's share, uh-huh. talk to them at the break. Talk to them after the meeting, but you don't do it publicly. And I've noticed too, if you say the difference between Jesus and God, for some reason, the God word's more acceptable than the Jesus word. I yeah, don't know why. It's become generic. Oh, okay. It's become little G. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay, number ten. We're going to expound on this one a little bit. Flirting. Oh Lord. <laughs> Flirting. I don't think flirting is ever appropriate in a 12-step support meeting. I don't care how innocent it is. Mm -mm. So uh, let's let's talk about it. Tony's going to read a letter here uh, that's really uh, in the form of a question um, by a gal uh, that posted this on the internet. So go ahead and read it, Tony. All right. Um, I will cut right to the bone here. There is a long timer in several meetings I attend that regularly makes inappropriate sexual comments jokes, and touches women whenever he can. I have talked to several other women who also find it unacceptable, but none of them are willing to confront him. He isn't working the steps at all. No sponsor to rein rein him in and scared off several newcomers. It affects my own recovery in that I find myself overly focused on the, the crap that's going to come out of his mouth every time he opens it. I talk to my sponsor and her sponsor about it, connecting with my higher power about it, I hate to see the atmosphere of recovery so diminished by this man and newcomers and me 
find the rooms an unsafe place. Is there any way to bring this respectfully to his attention that he can take responsibility for his behavior? Short of that, of course, is my own need to be truthful with him instead of continuing feeling like closing my mind whenever he speaks. Signed, honestly trying. Yeah. Ever experienced this? No. Mm -hmm. Anybody overly flirting with you or making innuendos? Yeah, I actually had to uh, uh, be really, as she put it, um, respectfully... Confronting him? Confronting him. So what'd you do? I just, uh, I was like, you know, no, I'm married and, you know, I'm, I'm flattered, but thank you, you know. Yeah. And I try not to be really mean unless I have to. I had to be a little stern with him. Cause so this wasn't just one little thing like you want to no. go have coffee or something like this. This was a constant. It was a like yeah. he would get there early. Well, when I was setting uh, – because I still help set up. So I don't know how he would – well, probably sing my car. But he would come early when I was setting up, you know, yeah. just making – Little comments while we were talking, like into windows. Is yeah, that, is that even a word? Innuendos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Suggestions, I'm like, okay. <laughs> hoping that you would get the message. The message. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So I think she's doing. I think she's doing exactly what she should be doing well, here. Yeah. She's talking to her sponsor. She's talking to her grand sponsor. Um, and getting other people's opinion. She's got her. Yeah, and she's got. She's she's in contact uh, with her higher power here. She says about mm-hmm. it. Um, I really appreciate what she says about the rooms needing to be a safe place. Exactly. It's unsafe for her. Oh, well, yeah. So, so um, you know, I kind of take I kind of take the the biblical direction here and I think mm-hmm. it, it can apply to people even people that are not people of faith. Yeah. It's it's just good suggestion. First you go to the person. Mm-hmm. Now, this can be tricky if you remember the opposite sex. Yeah, very tricky. So I would suggest go to the person with somebody else. Mhm. And not somebody who is cruel or mean or judgmental, but just just somebody else that you trust. Yeah, exactly. And say, "Hey, look, Fred, I I appreciate it, you know, but this is this you're you're kind of in my bubble here, Mm -hmm. and I just don't feel safe. So I'd really appreciate it if you just wouldn't talk to me like that, or let's just keep our distance, okay? Exactly. uh, um, We can be friends, but." Yeah, well, I, yeah, and sometimes we can't even be friends. Exactly. Because that kind of yeah, keeps the true. door open. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then if he continues, or she, right? Okay. Well, I'm um, just being friends. Right. Then you, you, I would go take that person that you went with the first time, and I would take, you know, another member of the group that's of in service, yeah. like a general service rep mm-hmm. or something like that, and, and say, you know, okay, I've talked to you about this before. It hasn't stopped. Um, this is the last time I'm going to talk to you about it. Exactly. And otherwise, I I may have to bring this to the group because I'm feeling really yeah. unsafe. And you know, if I, one person's feeling that way, there's probably more than one too. Right. Exactly. Right. So there is an appropriate time now. Now remember, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking or yeah. using or whatever it is your group does or is, is, is traditions are. That's membership. Mm-hmm. There are requirements for meeting attendance. You can still be a member and mm-hmm. be asked to come back tomorrow because of your inappropriate behavior. You're not being asked to quit. Yeah. It, it, so the only requirement for membership is the desire to stop whatever. Yeah. But there are certain requirements that are appropriate for meeting attendance. Mm-hmm. You don't walk into a meeting totally naked, yeah. waving a gun around. No. 
So, well, you can't tell them not to do that because the only requirement for membership is well, now yeah, baloney. There's exactly. certain etiquette. Come on. People put that into their own perspective right. sometimes. I right. hate that. I hate that. If the meeting is unsafe, particularly as a whole, mm-hmm. then something needs to be said and there needs to be action taken. From the group. Yep. Yeah. The so group I conscious. would – if a woman was doing this to me, mm-hmm. I would go to them first. As a man, I don't have a problem going them – by myself, mm-hmm. uh, I may still take somebody with me, though. I was about to say um, because age. people, some people can mm-hmm. accuse you. So I would take somebody with me, and I would say, you know, thank you, but no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to have this interaction again yeah. with you. And if they didn't discontinue that behavior, mm-hmm. then I would go to somebody that was in a a, a servant position in the group, yes, like a GSR or a chair, somebody that has got some longevity there, exactly. And I would do, and, and if that wasn't the case, I may have to bring it up in a business meeting. I mean, I hate to say it. So that's the meetings you're talking about, is the business meeting, not the actual AA meeting. No, I wouldn't bring it up in the meeting. Okay, meeting, okay. But, but I may have to bring up, you know, on the agenda. I need to talk about. How this meeting's becoming unsafe for me. Yeah, and that would be appropriate. Because yeah. when you said meetings before, I was like, that's kind no, of No, 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 not not the regular meeting. Okay. No. Um but it's very it's very I would definitely get with your sponsor mm-hmm. and sit down and work iron this thing out. Um I wouldn't try to do this on your own. And I stupidly all. did that because I wasn't thinking. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, so don't don't follow my lead. Yeah. And by the way, thirteenth stepping is not asking somebody to go out for coffee. Oh really? <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's like a, other stuff. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I ask people to go out for coffee that are members of the yeah. opposite sex, but I usually don't go. I don't go by myself. No. I would consider that thirteenth stepping. Yeah. Would you, Tony? Would you like to go to coffee with me? Just you and me. Let's go to Pop's Branding Iron and talk about the show. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. With just you and me, it's just not appropriate. Well, I'm a married man. I don't. I don't go out to coffee with other women yes, by yes, myself. Yes, exactly. No. Just not wise. Yeah, no, because it's not. Because you and I may be just fine, but somebody else out there is watching or and they're the other. they're trying to pin mm-hmm. something on us. Oh yeah. You know, um especially those of us who who claim to be working a faith based And see, program. I've actually been accused of that too because yeah. we t- it totally opposite sexes. I get it. You know, we talked a lot, we you know, right. we didn't hang out but like We'd run into each other, but you know, we were just the best of friends. He doesn't go to meetings anymore, and you know, we yeah. still sometimes occasional, you know, hey, how are you doing? Still sober, blah blah blah. Thanks, right? But I had somebody come in to me after a meeting, be like, Why are you flirting like that? I'm like, We're best friends, what are you talking about? <laughs> but that's when I saw the other side of the fence is like that can easily be perceived like that, right? So I was like, right. Ooh. Well, we we're out of time, and we've got already? we've got a number of them. Yeah, wow. already we've got a number of them to go over. So we're going to do part two next week uh, of uh, nasty meetings, nasty meetings part two, mm. and we're going to go over these and a, and a few more that, that I'm sure I can dig up. Um, <laughs> but if you're experiencing a, a meeting and it's not safe for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, in today's world, unless you're out in the boondock somewhere, yeah. there's probably other meetings you can go to. Oh, definitely. Don't leave the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Just find a meeting that you feel safe in. Exactly. You know. Now, if you're a meeting hopper and every single meeting you go to, you find something wrong, 
you're probably not applying and implementing exactly. the step process. It's probably not the meeting. <laughs> right. It's probably not the meeting. All right. Uh, if you have any comments for, uh, about this, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at take12radio at comcast.net. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio at comcast.net. Or you can, uh, if you're a member of Podomatic on our Podomatic page, Podomatic. you can comment on the show. Please like the show on Podomatic as well. Uh, our website, you can get to all that stuff by going to take12radio.com. All right, let's pump the brakes for a minute. Let me explain. Okay, what you just heard was part one. The topic was nasty meetings. And that was from the Best of Take 12 Recovery Radio in 2016. Uh, still a pertinent topic today, wouldn't you say? All right, now we're going to join the team this time uh, my sponsor, Bruce H., is going to be joining us. And this was broadcast on the following week uh, in 2016. This is Nasty Meetings Part 2 with my sponsor, Bruce, and Tony and myself. Here we go. Welcome back to the show. Here at The Great Reality with Tony and Bruce and Harlan's there in the background. Uh, little Steve Miller there bringing us back with its uh, with our bumper music. All right, uh, part two of Nasty Meetings. Nasty Meetings, uh, How Bad Behavior Undermines Recovery Support Meetings. Um, there are a lot of things that can undermine a recovery support meeting. Uh, these are seem to be um, uh, some of the main ones. Uh if either one of you guys can think of some other ones too, we can talk about those. But let's review real fast. Last week we talked about uh, the use of foul or profane language during a meeting with or without children. Um, we talked about that we're le- less concerned about that and more concerned about some of these others, but that can undermine it. Uh, telling the newcomer to shut up, sit down, and take the cotton out of their ears and shove it in their mouth isn't probably the kindest way to approach somebody. Um, interrupting the person sharing in order to correct what you don't agree with. Uh, taking the meeting hostage by the chairperson or anyone, uh, getting up and walking around during someone's share for coffee or otherwise, shaking your head or rolling your eyes in disgust while another person shares, talking to your neighbor during a share, getting up before the smoke break to have a cigarette, telling people they can't mention the name of their higher power while sharing, and the last one we left off with was flirting, and we had, had a letter from a lady who had been approached on several occasions by somebody who was being a little un- inappropriate, and that was undermining her meeting. Um, this week, we start out with bringing alcohol or narcotics into the meeting. How can bringing alcohol and narcotics into the meeting <laughs> undermine uh, this, the, um, the support meeting? Uh, and we've seen it, haven't, haven't you seen it, Bruce? I have. You bet. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, gosh. I think all these things <clears throat> are terrible, but what do you do about them? Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's the thing. And uh, if somebody brought narcotics into a meeting or, or alcohol into a meeting, I think they should be asked to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's just period. That is, is put there. Just imagine what it was like when you was a baby mm-hmm. in this thing, when you were trying to to stay clean and you hadn't made a conscious contact with God. Right. Yep. Just imagine trying to maneuver that, get around yeah. the obsession to wanting those drugs mm-hmm. or wanting that alcohol. Agreed. And somebody brings, you know, some dope in the meeting and... 
I actually saw a guy bring it in, and he was emptying. He was so messed up, he was emptying things out of his pocket, like his keys and his and change and stuff. Uh-huh. And on the table, <gasps> there was a bag. Ooh, you know, you, you know. I mean, he wasn't. He was so out of it, he wasn't even aware he was yeah. doing that. But he walked in with it on his person. In Narcotics Anonymous, it is common, at least the ones around here, mm-hmm. to actually make this statement. That those things are not permitted in the meeting, and if you have possession of those things, you are asked to remove yourself from the meeting. You're welcome to come back in, but you must take those things out of here. Yeah, um, they actually say that. You heard that too, Bruce. People that's actually, right. yeah, and we don't really hear yeah. that in in a meeting. So no, if, you know, because most people are. I guess the days of the flask have kind of come and gone. But well, I remembered like when I was quote-unquote trying to go to AA back in Tacoma. Well, yeah. I wasn't even trying. Let me rephrase that. Anyways, in my head, I thought I was. But um, I wouldn't – I brought it to the meeting but not in the meeting. So this was like my routine, okay? And this was so horrible, but it's what I did. So I would stop at the liquor store because it's on the way to AA. Right. Take a few swigs of the cheapest vodka possible – or um, – Whiskey possible. Stop at Seven Eleven. Get a cocoa, thinking that would cover up the smell of the whiskey. And go, and then in, go to the meeting. Go in with my hot chocolate. Be like, yeah, I'm trying to get sober. Da, da, da. Well, I'm you probably there. had to, to take a drink just to be what they used to call to be right. Yeah, to be comfortable in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but we have a normal. meeting where it was common for people to go into the restroom and use. That's you know. true. And, and so, yeah. And, well, to use drink. or drink or, or it, yeah. And and people were aware of it, and uh, nothing was done. Nothing was done. See, and and if my greatest fear is if I did something, then the whole group would tell me that I'm not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, I didn't mind walking them out whatsoever. Yeah. You know. Doesn't mean that you're not a member. It just means you're that there's ready. certain requirements yeah. to be in the meeting. Yeah. And people will shoot that thing up. Well, the only requirement for membership. Oh, yeah. No one said you're not a member. You just can't be in here. You know, like we said last week, naked and waving a gun around. And which makes me wonder why, <laughs> like, nobody asked me to leave. That's just so weird. Well, well but a, I were, never experienced what we're talking about right now. You were under the influence. You didn't actually bring it into the meeting. There is a difference. Oh, okay. Don't you think, Bruce? There is a difference. Kind of a subtle one, though, because if you're new and somebody comes in and they're spun or drunk, you might – untreated alcoholism may cause you to go out and drink. <laughs> don't know. As long as the person is not, you know, disrupting Disruptive. the meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she can come in and, you know, we can't stop her from coming in if she's got alcohol on her breath or, right. on her breath or she looks a little tipsy. Yeah. You know, maybe this is where she's supposed to be. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that uncomfortableness that she has to get rid of, that she'll start to hear something about that, and that there's another comfort zone. Pull your mic towards you there, buddy. Yeah, that there's another comfort zone. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think that's important. This next one is just completely nuts. And you know what? I've been, I guess there's been at least five times that I personally know that somebody's had a firearm. Now you tell me what you're going to do about that one. So this one is bringing firearms into the meeting. Now, before we address this, 
Um, I want to make it very clear, and most people know that listen to the show, I, I am all for for our, our right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. That does not mean I am, um, you know, putting my stamp of approval on somebody bringing a firearm into a meeting. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. But, but there's unstable people in the meeting that... But, however... Doesn't the laws of the land trump mm-hmm. our traditions, for instance? We're supposed to obey the law. And, and and if you're in a state, you know, where if a person has a concealed weapons permit, mm-hmm. aren't they legally by law? And you're right. And I think that's a huge gray area nobody really likes to touch because that's their sticky, opinions are it? their that's opinions. It, it, it's well, very sticky. I'm of the opinion that anybody that brings a gun into a Alcoholics Anonymous meeting or an NA meeting is crazy mm. because there's somebody in there that either they're afraid it's going to upset them. They get upset. I'm not uh, willing to take a chance that their their emotional state won't cost me my life. And what that's if, why I said when there's unstable people. What about the guy? You know, I really shouldn't even bring this up because it's so far-fetched that it probably – would very rarely ever happen. You but, never but, know. But but I'll say it. My father-in-law um, carries a very small handgun in his butt pack. Mm-hmm. He's got a concealed carry permit. He's been carrying it all his life. I mean, most of his adult life. Yeah. He just does. It's mm-hmm. part of his... Wardrobe? Wardrobe. He, yeah. ju- he just does. And if he came to visit a meeting, nobody would even know he had it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not a sidearm. It's not nothing like that. Mm. Um, is that is that inappropriate? We have, nobody would even know. But see now again, that's a bad example because that would probably very rarely I ever happen. I think it's inappropriate. Yeah. Period. Well, if nobody knew, I guess nobody could ask him. To you take know, they're it out. not. Yeah. I don't. Because remember, we have some sick people in there. Yeah. And we don't want that p- p- person. Saying something or getting in an argument with somebody that has a gun. If he feels he needs a gun to protect himself, he might be a little bit down himself. But then again, this could open up a big can of worms it in today's has. society politically. Because, <laughs> because, because what about the times when people have been places where there was a nut with a gun? Mm-hmm. And if somebody else had had a firearm... They could have they could have stopped the murders in the in, in the group. And see that opens up a whole so nother another thing. can of worms. Yeah, I think the people are also going to pick it apart and the uh, like. Okay, well you're saying guns now, but what about people with like pocket knives or you know da da da? And this is going to branch off. I think it is inappropriate, and I think it is okay. But I think it depends on the person, which they don't know if they're stable or not, because. There's so many different types of people, so many different level of mentalities. Why do you keep and saying the person with the gun is is stable? I'm telling you. No, no, you, no, I didn't. I didn't. I said there's stable you, and unstable people who own firearms. Yeah. So yeah. it depends on the person. My, my father-in-law is so, very stable. Yeah. Very but, stable. And, and he has every right to carry a concealed weapon. But it would make me very uneasy. uneasy. Yeah, but. If I knew, quite frankly, if he if he happened to show up to a meeting to visit, for instance, I, because I know him. Yeah. I would ask him to leave it in the car. <laughs> but it probably happens every day and we don't know. Probably. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I bet that happens more than people more know. More than we know. Yeah. But I think it's inappropriate. I think it's crazy. So in, in today's world where there are lots of pe- more and more people carrying concealed permits, mm-hmm. 
And in some states, like Arizona, you don't have to have a concealed weapons carry permit. You can just carry one. Yeah. More and more people are doing this, understandably so, and freakingly so. Mm -hmm. Um, Would it be appropriate to actually, when people are coming into the rooms, to actually ask them if they have one and if they would leave it outside? Do you solve the problem that way? How would you solve this? See, in that statement alone, unfortunately, in the world we live in these days, can so easily offend somebody. Boy, people would get really mad, wouldn't they? Pissed. It, like, mm-hmm. over... Like, this I, is I can we... hear Walter talking in my head because he's so for guns. Right. And he's like, I don't care where I'm at. It's my right. And da 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 But, yeah, I agree. It's everybody's right to own a firearm. Yes, I agree. It's inappropriate. But people are going to do it whether we like it or not. Bring them into Just because it's your right, though, does it make it wise? No, just... I don't think so. Same with the weed thing. Just because weed, just because it's legal, doesn't make, doesn't make it doesn't wise. Make it wise, yeah. Can't you see that the, uh, we're talking about people that are getting that that are getting off of drugs and and getting oh off I know of alcohol yeah I know and it, it mm-hmm. just you can't bring guns in there no <laughs> and that's why I'm like trying to shine both you, sides you can't bring a club in there if the guy's got a cane like me you have to be careful. Mm, good point. You know, anything can be used good as point. a weapon. Yeah, we we can't we can't have weapons. You know, some people have canes that actually, if you open them up, yep, there's li- I've seen there's, those. Li- there's liquor in them <laughs> or, a, or a sword. Or, yeah, <laughs> there's also guns in there too. Little tiny. See, I've I've been around people that that's done that. And they go around showing it to everybody. Yeah. Look at this cane I've gotten. Right, and, and right. I was right. Just absolutely nervous. Yeah, you know, I didn't like that around me. Yeah, it makes I, me I feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Paranoid makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, but that we could probably do good a whole, discussion. We could boys. do a whole show on that. Right? Like, we really could. <laughs> I was liking the vibe there. <laughs> he was on, wait, go he to was it. On it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Monty, and I attend an NRAA <laughs> meeting. I can't even have a firearm, and I see both sides of it. <laughs> oh, I missed us yeah. three together last week. Okay, mm-hmm. now here's one that I put down because I have had experience with this. Uh, showing up in a meeting when you have a stalking order against you. That's so ridiculous. You have to be the dumbest person on earth. I'm sorry. We're all sick people. Let me rephrase that. We are sick people, but you have to be very sick to know you well, have something. Well, I've got a close friend of mine that that I worked with. I even sponsored him at one point, and, and uh, he showed up at a meeting with a stalking order against him. Against him. Yeah. And the, pers- him. And the person was there at the meeting. Uh the person wasn't there, but they but, could have showed up at any moment. He was probably moment. hoping they were showing up. You know, well, he come in, said something about something. I don't know what it was because he's he's not wrapped too tight. Just right. And wrapped uh, <laughs> tight. Well, I mean, I, I <laughs> no, really, I like that know, saying. That's a nice way of saying. Yeah. yeah, he's a very challenged individual, and uh, he come in and challenged the group just by something he said. And then just got up left. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, I think I better leave. And I says, I think so too. You know, and that, that was the end of it. But he did come there, you know, and he came outside and got himself arrested, you know, for being in the parking lot. Yeah. When the person yeah. was there. And the person who was there, they, they, this person scared him. And they had every single right to call the police and have him picked yeah. up at that point. Yeah. Of course, you know. So there if was a, if he's mad and thinks he can get away with 
doing things like that, you know, he's got to be told. He right. can't. Mm-hmm. There was a gentleman by the name of uh, Jeff N., um, who was literally stalking my wife and I oh. a few years ago. And uh, several years ago now, actually. Um, and he would show up on our front lawn and threaten to cut our door down with a chainsaw and then cut his arm off because he had HIV and spread his blood all over <gasps> our house. He not only did that with us, he did that with people at Chance, back when Chance was in the other building. Um, he did it with several people, but he was really targeting us. He showed up at Lynn County Courthouse screaming and yelling, going into the commissioner's office, threatening my wife and all this kind of thing. Oh, my God. So um, restraining orders are different than stalking orders. Oh, okay. A uh, stalking order is the ultimate. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and they're very difficult to get. But once you have one against mm-hmm. somebody, if you if you are in eyesight, if I see them a mile down the road, but I can see them, uh-huh. I can have them arrested. If okay. I can just see them. Mm-hmm. So they courts take stalking orders very seriously. So mm-hmm. when they grant one, they're not messing around. And they're for life. <gasps> they are for life. So this guy was doing this to me, and he was. Um, we were concerned that he would show up at a meeting, mm-hmm. and in fact, one time did. I wasn't there, which was fine. I wasn't there, mm-hmm. uh, but if I had been there by law, not not policy of the twelve step program yeah. or anything, but by law. He wouldn't have to remove himself. He has so many seconds in order to, to remove himself. If I wanted to be a real horse's patoot, just the fact that he showed up, I didn't have to give him. I don't have to give him any time to yeah. leave. I could call the police and have him arrested, and he would have been put in prison for several years. Um, but here's what happened. Uh, it all worked out. Mm-hmm. But here's what happened. Uh, somebody in the meeting found out that there was a stocking order against them and got all upset that I was keeping them from coming to a meeting. What? I'd had nothing to do with me keeping them from coming to the meeting. I could care less if he had been in the meeting. The law stated, though, once the stalking order was in place, that he couldn't be anywhere where I was. That was the law of the land. And the law of the land trumps the traditions. It just does. Nobody said he couldn't be a member, but you could not, he could not attend a meeting There's where I meetings. was at. Yeah. Because he was so dangerous. Yeah, that you know. I love our speaking people. about I... guns. Our our friend, uh, I can't think of his name <laughs> now. Um, I don't. I don't like guns. I am all for the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. They just kind of creep me out. Yeah, I'm for the way. first time in my life, one of the members from AA who had a handgun mm-hmm. at his home gave it to me to, and loaned it to me. Mm-hmm. Because I was really, I really believed this guy was going to come through our door. Yeah. Um, and, and so I had possession of it uh, for about a week. Mm-hmm. And, and then I gave it back to him. Um, but it was spooky stuff. Yeah. And so it, I'm sorry, but if somebody's got a stalking order against them and the other person's in the meeting, you don't, you're not allowed in the meeting. Yeah, no. Don't you think, Bruce? That's right. You just aren't. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just right. But there'll be people that'll go to try to get that it's a rule in the uh, uh, their meeting that, that you can't keep anybody out. 
and tried to let him back in. Right. You know. Oh, Chuck was the one that loaned me the gun. Yeah. So it's it's crazy, you know. It is. The it arrogance. Is. The arrogance. If it's somebody's safety, dude, get over the rules or the traditions or whatever. That that irks me. Well, the law is the law, and we're supposed to be learning it, well, to, that's to what obey I'm saying. the law. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, don't make it about you. It well, has nothing and, to do with you. And nobody came to my aid except for a couple guys. I meant rest, not you the, as the in rest, you, but you as the other person. The, the rest of the meeting was all mad at me. And it was me and my wife and my kids whose life was being threatened. They, this guy, when they put him in jail, he ripped the video camera when it went to the video hearing, uh-huh. ripped the video camera off the wall and was coming after my family. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Um, here's, here's, uh, here's one inappropriate sexual innuendos can undermine a support meeting. Mm, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) What a topic. (laughs) Tell us why you love this. One. No, I don't think it's appropriate. You know, it's really not. (laughs) You know, and even I've even backed away from from saying cute things to people about uh, how they look and and their their. Yeah, you're looking hot today, Mama. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You don't say that, right? I don't even get involved with that anymore because I think it really is inappropriate and. some of the women will say things like this, as long as it's done properly. But there is no proper there, there's way. no proper way to do that, you know. And, and sure, it's a backhanded compliment, but that's the way we get into yeah. saying other things. And right. <laughs> so most women realize this, and because I've stopped doing that, that's where God mm. came into the picture. And gave me the kind of relationships I've been craving my whole life. Women are not, they're they're not afraid to sit by me. Right. Mm. Right. They feel safe when they sit by me because there is none of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and God did that. Right. Right. He never cut me. Anything you give, he gives back. Mm. Tenfold. Mm. <laughs> Tony, have you ever experienced that inappropriate sexual innuendos from people? I know you talked a little bit about last week. Last week. Yeah. No, not not besides, you know, the person, you know, I had to confront last week or not last week, but we talked about it last week. But you know, I do have my little group of of friends, you know, guys and girls, you know, we joke and stuff, but not like any like dr- anything directly. So I right, mean, we say stuff and we laugh it off, but it's just. But you guys us. all know each other really exactly, well. exactly. But yeah. I don't. Th- I, I I've witnessed it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> you actually had the the kahunas to say that in right. the meeting, but I I've never I've never experienced it personally. Some some members of of the male sex and the female sex, mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah, aren't even ready. Aren't, aren't even ready for you to give them a side hug yet. Yeah, or a handshake. They're just not there yet. You've got to be very respectful of people's bubble. You really do. Or there's people who think that's the only way of affection, which I was like that for a long time. But hugs and yeah, yeah, and you know, and that was in very early recovery. But that's because. I had nobody to, that actually really loved me the right way. So I thought that, you know, it was acceptable until, 
you know, I did my steps the first time, figured out what was right from wrong, what was good from bad. And it sounds childish. It really does. But the mentality of where I came from to the mentality I have now and yeah. the knowledge I've learned and grow from the steps and, you know, God and, you know, everything is now yeah. I can see where it's like, oh, I just was alone and lonely and ne- wanted or, you know, wanted some type of affection from somebody as opposed to now I'm like. Now it's black and white, and there is no gray area. So I have a. Will they like me or not? Whether I have a hard and fast rule, and and sometimes I'm not able to enforce it because the person grabs and hugs me so quickly. Mm-hmm. But my hard and fast rule is no frontal hugs with members of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Never, 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 never. Um, I give side hugs. Yeah. But no frontal hugs. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, it makes me extremely uncomfortable because I, as a married man, mm-hmm. don't need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and secondly, it, it's it's people are watching. People are watching, waiting for the ball to drop, and I need to be a, a, a proper influence as a Christian man. I don't need to be hugging on some beautiful blonde gal, even at a Celebrate Recovery meeting. Mm. You know, oh, gee, it's so nice to see you. I just, that's just me. I'm not going to do that. Now, sometimes I can't help. They grab me, you know, and and I politely kind of move away Mm -hmm. and and give a side hug. But that's just something I decided in our family. Um, But, you know, what can I say? (laughs) You're a gentleman. (laughs) Uh, Here's one. Bashing members of the faith community, clergy, church, and treatment providers. It's interesting to me that the two entities that support 12-step fellowships the most are the two that get bashed the most. That's because people have not done the steps around. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and because they're relying upon this psychological approach, the meeting, you know, and the people in right. it, that they'll, they'll hear something, you know, then they, they're going to keep bashing. Yeah. If that's bothering you that much, then put it on paper. Let's Amen. find out. Amen. You know what I mean? Let's take a look at it from another angle. Right. Remember what we're doing here. We're trying to find out what's inside of us blocking us from yeah. the sunlight of the spirit. Yeah. Now, if you want to go on the way you are and you want to stay in this trap yeah. that uh, we've set for one another, you go ahead and keep bashing other 12-step groups or clergies or or people of faith. Or, 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 or treatment professionals. We hear treatment being dragged through the mud all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the reason I, I point that out as well is because we don't know who's in that meeting. Hmm. You know, I watched a pastor who had been sober for a number of years but really wanted to reconnect with people. Um, he just needs some support. Yeah. And he walked into a meeting. That was over by the freeway at the time. Walked to the meeting and sat there and listened to 30 minutes of people just... People weren't sharing that they had a bad experience in church. They were ripping on preachers and people that claimed Jesus and all that. He never came back. You know, I've I've seen treatment providers have to go counties away Mm -hmm. from where they live. So nobody knows who they are. You know, because of their position in treatment. Now, that's that's wise, but at the same time, some of them won't come back. They and listen, people in people that are in this profession will be the first to tell you, 
being in the profession is not they cannot lean on that as their program. Well, yeah. And they tend to do that because they're around it all the time. But they can't. And it's very difficult for them to find meetings because they're getting bashed constantly. I know I know a guy who was a very committed Catholic. Mm-hmm. And they're making fun about nuns. They're criticizing. They're, they're, you know, I'm a recovered Catholic. I hate you know, that. Stuff like that. And I'm like, that is totally inappropriate. It is. You want to alienate people? Bash what they consider is important to them, and you'll alienate them. Well, and it's always funny because we hear, you know, all people from all walks of life, and then you're like, oh, you come from the church. Oh, you come from treatment. Oh, you, you know, just the steps and the AA, and, you know, you're, you're God of sort. But then we turn around in the same sentence and say, that didn't, that's not going to help you. 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 So how is that helping a brother or sister stay sober? Or get sober, mm. or even want to come back. It 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 happens every day in the meetings and in the rooms, and it, it it's one thing I really have to learn to like tune out. But that's unfortunate. I shouldn't have to tune out any part of my meeting because that's what helps me stay sober right. and sharing my experience, strength, and hope. And then after I do about treatment, and actually, <laughs> Jack did it. I love you, Jack. <laughs> the other week when he was standing up for Bruce, he's like, "Well, that." He didn't say it as a negative way, but he said it as that's not going to help anybody. And I really, I love the man, best friends, you know, but, oh, I kind of just, I got a little rubbed wrong by yeah. that. Because everybody has their own choice of path of sobriety, what's going to work for them or not. But well, we don't know what God's up to Well, I, sometimes. Exactly. And, and I had think, to get arrested by the feds to get sober. Right. You know, well, he but, keeps relapsing, go to jail. He isn't serious. Exactly. Well, I, I don't know that. I, I used to say things like that, but I, I just don't know anymore. It's mm-hmm. just not my place. I'm learning, and Bruce has taught me that. I'm learning more to listen to where I can be a maximum service than instead of jumping to conclusions about what you mean by that. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like people think they know better than the other person. No, we're the same type of people inside. In our heads. Don't you find that to be a real struggle within you? Oh, absolutely. As as we're listening, you know, trying to do this. But that's why we should be meditating and praying right in in the the meeting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah. You know, take this bitterness from me. You bet. And I might be a better service to you. Yeah. You know, if he could just just stabilize you and you could Mm -hmm. start to hear what the person's saying. You know what they're suffering, so you know how to approach right. it. Right. I'm still right. And you go, me too, brother. Yeah. Me too. You know, and you know what? I found a solution to that. Okay. And that's powerful stuff, see, when you do that. Mm-hmm. But that's what the meetings are for. They're there for you, for us that have found the Lord to... To to share that love. To share, share that, that, that... Yeah. 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 And, you know, here's one that I don't have it down here, but I just thought of it. Um, doggone it, folks. If you're out there and you are and you are slamming sex offenders, mm-hmm. you don't know who is sitting next to you that has been convicted of a sex offense and may even be innocent. Mm-hmm. But they've got that label. Or even if they were guilty, but their life is turned around, or they're going, or maybe they were violated by a sex offender. Mm-hmm. And you're, I heard this not long ago. You know, well, it's only, it's only, oh, so and so is a very strong person. Only we people get violated by sex offenders. What? 
What? What does that even mean? Yeah, you, you know, and and so, gosh darn it, you, you don't know who's in the meeting. Yeah. Stop assuming that everybody is a wealth of mental wellness. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Gee, Willikers. So here's one: bashing people of LGBT community, ethnic groups, and lifestyles different from your own. I hate this one. I know, me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, I hear that underlying dig. Yeah. Into uh, uh, little side trips that people take. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And you'll say they'll say it under their breath, but there's people in the meetings mm-hmm. that are of that that persuasion, persuasion. or whatever. Yeah. So and, and you're I, tearing I, them down. Yeah, I'm here to take to finally stop looking at these other people and start looking at me. What am I doing in a meeting looking at other people down in them? Yeah, isn't that the same old behavior? Yes, it is. See, that we, I mean, we can point it in a thousand ways. So I hate it. When people do that, and I hate it when they make other people uncomfortable. We are there for recovery. We really, really are. Yeah. And so that's one that just really upsets me. And that's one that took a long time for me, and it took the God to open my heart to where I could feel a love for people like this. Right. You know what I mean? Now, I don't, uh, I'm not of that persuasion. I don't. I believe it's uh, right in the eyes of the Lord, but that doesn't mean that I'm supposed to degrade these people. No, because then you turn into a hater. Yeah. One-on-one, if they want to know what mine is or why I feel this way, Mm -hmm. I'll talk to them about it. You know, if they don't want to work with me, then they don't have to do that. Yeah. You know, but I let them know how I feel. Well, you've sponsored people that were gay, haven't you? I've, I've got... I for a while I thought that people thought I was gay <laughs> because I mean had so many gays that would come to me, mm-hmm. and I've even sponsored a lesbian, right? You see, right? And it, it, and you're able to do that because of the love of the Lord in your life. That's right. Not your own agenda. That's right. 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 You that's bet. exactly right. You know, to try to help. Yeah, the best I can, and of course I I don't have. I don't have a lot of people now. I, I just one of my closest friends, in this program uh, passed away. It was gay because he couldn't uh, change his lifestyle, and he went back out and started drinking, and he's passed away now. Yeah, mm. yeah. He, you know him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. when I hear that in the rooms, my answer is, and I make sure to say it when I hear a, a, a certain slash to their lifestyle, I look at the person who just shared and I'm like, listen, we're all God's children. He has no grandchildren. There's nothing yeah. different yeah. about any of us. God's, lo- God's love is an, is offered to all men and women. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes she says some wonderful things. I mean, like, yeah, God. Oh, has, it's a good laugh. So <laughs> God has no grandchildren. Yeah, actually, yeah. my sponsor said that once, and it stuck with me. And so whenever I hear somebody bash somebody, I always, you know, instead of getting mad anymore, I just say, "Look, God has, or we're all God's children. He has no grandchildren." You know. 
Yeah, I told him. And that kind of shuts him up. I and, told my spiritual advisor, I was, I was really upset about this guy that was, he'd make these racial bar, remarks all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he has this real thing against blacks and, and people of color. And uh, he says, yeah, well, just tell him that he better get used to him because they're going to be his brother in heaven. Devin, <laughs> <laughs> you can use that in any any situation oh, for all God's children. He has no grandchildren. So the last one here is one that is so common and seems to be thriving and alive and well. <laughs> yep. Bashing other 12-step groups. That's a big one here in Albany. And it depends on the <laughs> geographical area that you yeah. live, whether it's in, you know, let's look at the two biggies. Narcotics Anonymous members bashing AA or AA members bashing NA. You'll, you'll get a heavier flavor of one or the other, depending on where you live. Um, and it is it is so inappropriate and so unnecessary. It is. Um, you know, it, it's come on. You, you, you know what I mean? It's just not. Ah, it just drives me loony, and it, it, it it's interesting because in the NA basic text, uh-huh. in the introduction, and an introduction is is always the foundation to the book you're about to read. It makes the statement, and it says, "We means the members of Narcotics Anonymous follow the same path as referring to Alcoholics Anonymous, with a single exception." And then it goes on to explain the way the way they describe you know addiction as being all inclusive, but that's the only exception. That so if if you follow the same path, mm-hmm. that means you follow the same traditions. It means you follow the same steps. It means you follow the same path. You either do or you don't. And in the literature, which is the program, you do. So why would you be bashing an organization that if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't even exist? I actually had, a rec- and she's still in recovery, but not in active recovery, but she said the reason that us NA people, and this is quoting her, I won't say who she is, the reason we bash you guys, meaning AA members, is because you think you have to believe in a higher power and we don't. And I was like, what? Well, then she, does, she, doesn't read her, she doesn't read her literature. No. She doesn't read her literature. It may not say God, but it does say higher power. Well, yeah. She, she, not, she doesn't even know That's what I'm saying. She's she not active recovery. And I she looked at her, her and I, I know her very well. And I looked at her, I was like, do you know how stupid that just sounded? <laughs> it's not even her. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> AA people do it with any Exactly. Vice as, if nar- as if alcohol is, is not. Is, is a flower or a piece of wood or something. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's a drug for yep. crying out loud. So I said to a guy named Dave one time who said, we don't talk about drugs in here. And I was like, well, wait a minute, brother. Aren't, are you an alcoholic? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're allergic to alcohol. Yes. And alcohol is what? What do you mean? What? I go, what is it? According to the American medical association and everybody on the planet, what is alcohol? Well, it's a, it's a drug. Okay, and according to Alcoholics Anonymous, the fellowship you claim membership in, alcoholism is an addiction. It's in the book. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you're an alcoholic, you are a drug addict. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know if he still talks to me today. I mean, it, it, you know, but the point of it is we don't know what we're saying half exactly. the time. Stop and think, people. Now, yes, is it a different animal if you're purely an alcoholic as far as chemically and medically? Yeah, it can mm-hmm. be. 
but why this right fighting and bashing each other? I mean, holy moly, it's 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 totally again, you don't know who's in the meeting. You don't know who's there. And a lot of times the people that are doing this, they're members of both groups. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I never even noticed that. You're have, right. Have you ever heard the difference between somebody that comes in that that's uh, just a newcomer and they're upset with one group, so they're coming to another. To the other mm-hmm. one, yeah. It, there's very little real bashing. They just might mention this, right? Or it's part of their conversation. But then there's the basher, yeah. The one that wants to that picks up on that, yeah, and then it starts. Feeds it just starts to it. spread, yeah. yeah. See, so it's really we have to be careful again. I think that if if we could set a rule and actually stuck by it. And the the chairperson was able to say, we don't do that here. Right. See, and that's what we lack these days. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say anything. But the chairperson these days well, are too scared to jump in and cut people off. Because they because there's such controversy. There's mm-hmm. all these different ideas. We're not of one accord when it comes to the... Solution. Yeah, we don't have the unity when it comes to the solution. Yeah, it, yeah. so we're all over the map. Yeah, and let me re- let me actually uh, correct myself. It, Besides that tough. one guy we were talking about last week, I, yeah, <laughs> I tried one with them. I'm like, pick and choose my battles. Certainly, pick and choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we need a little bit of more, you know, structure around that. And I think, yeah, as uh, we grow, you know, we have these pains. And who expected this to be in the millions? You know what I mean, right? Who expected exactly. this to be in every? Yeah, it's one yeah. thing when you're, uh, you know, the first forty-five or something. But man, see, see, Bill and Bob didn't realize that when this thing grew like it is, that there's a real tendency for it to implode. implode. You bet. And uh, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. AA's not dying because of the, from the outside. No, they're dying because of what's going on in the inside. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You betcha. Well, listen, I hope you're enjoying the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how long a parade can go on, but I actually turned the channel the other day at the opening ceremonies because it went on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) But if you're into the Olympics, great. Good for you. I'm not a very sports-minded guy. I like the Winter Olympics better anyway. (laughs) Um, So we hope you're doing that. If you're going to a meeting that is nasty and ugly and, and that kind of thing, and you are in a community where there is large amounts of these groups. Listen, it's not it's just like church. I I didn't I didn't want to be a church hopper. I didn't want to be a meeting hopper. Mm. I wanted to find a home. Mm. Someplace I could come, you know, and and and, and plug in. And I and, and that's important. It's not that the place you plug in is going to save you or even keep you sober, but we need community. Yeah. We're I heard about the 12 steps, which pointed me to God at a meeting. Mm-hmm. So if, and I'll say it again, and I always get flack for it. If, if you're in a meeting and it's not about helping you find a relationship with the creator to help you solve your problem, you're in a bad group. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, it's not a... That's for sure. Are we bashing meetings now? <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, but I'm not. I'm not in a meeting though. I'm not in a meeting doing that. There's my justification. All right. 
Um, the, the, don't you find that funny, though? See, I, I, go, do, I, do that, beyond, I do find that funny. We could go beyond talking. Uh-huh. And that's what I was talking about. See, it, it's there comes a point when this thing becomes bashing, like he's talking about. Yeah. Coming in there. And that's when I think we sh- we have the right to say something. Yes. And it, it's real hard if you have a member say, hey, we don't do that in this group, because then people really start to pick on him. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, so it has to come from the chairperson. Yeah. You know, right. the person that's controlling the right. atmosphere. Right, right. So uh, this is a song I played before. It's been quite a long time, but I I, I thought it was, I don't know. Um, listen, if you're wondering what's going on and you just can't figure it out and God keeps coming to you and giving you the answers and you're turning him away, you may want to consider some of the answers he's bringing to you. Let's put it that way as an intro to this song. Um, this is Jerry Vandiver with his song, Two Boats. Two Boats. Huh? And a Helicopter. <laughs> Clouds started building one Sunday morning The weatherman put out a flash flood warning The preacher said all you gotta do is believe That God'll take care of you and me And the water started rising Monday ushered in a record storm Water started coming through the church front door Neighbor in a rowboat offered relief Preacher said no thanks, God'll save me And the water kept rising The river still had crested. National Guard started Operation Rescue. Sent a motorboat up to Preacher Street. He waved them off, saying, God'll save me. And the water kept rising. Wednesday, preacher had the rooftop straddle. Chopper flew over and dropped down a ladder. Everybody saw it there on the TV. Just said, no, God will save me. Now he's standing at the pearly gates. Asking God why he didn't reward his faith. God replies that he made three offers He said I sent two boats and a helicopter And the water stopped rising The water stopped rising Just stopped 
Well, don't forget you can download this show as well as archives of our show by going to take12radio.com. That's the number 12 or the word 12. It doesn't matter. I'll take you to the same place. Click on Follow Us on Podomatic. You can sign up for Podomatic for fun and for free. You can do it even through your Facebook account. They'll never spam you. You can download our shows, keep them, save them to a playlist, share them with your friends. Listen until our next broadcast. This is the Monty Man with a special thank you to Tony and to Bruce. And we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this blast from the past with a topic that really, it's it's pertinent today, right? As long as there's people with personalities, we're going to have challenges. Hey, listen, if you would like to subscribe to any of our shows, you can check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and you can access them by going to Take12Radio.com. They're all listed there for you. Uh, along with many others as well. All right. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, and I am wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. This is the place. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Meow, meow, meow. Woof.